Hey everybody, welcome to The Wild Heart. We are doing episode 13 and this episode is called Barefoot and Free. Our guest tonight is Jennifer Wagner. Uh, Jen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. I know, it's so exciting. And you're like one of one of our first guests in our little RV. Isn't oh, that cute? This place is amazing. It really the is. kitchen is my dream kitchen for a house, much less an RV. So it's this is it's kind of the shining beacon of the whole thing. It's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it too. Um, but at first, when I chose you to be a guest, I was thinking we would discuss, you know, your love of food and nutrition and the impact that it has on us physically and our environment. I thought mm -hmm. that's the perfect thing. And then I really got a kind of got to thinking about you and I thought that there's just so much more to you than just your knowledge of nutrition and food I mean you're a cool girl thanks so I wanted to kind of introduce people to the the type of life that you live because I think it's a kind of life that we could all learn a lot from and if we all try to take little pieces of that mm -hmm. it we would have an overall impact on on the earth and and on each other and as a society so I there's there's some things about you that in the short time I've known you that um, I've picked up on that I admired so I'm just gonna go through a few of those things okay. and then we're gonna break them down and we're gonna get into a little bit of a discussion so you just sit back in the glory of let me tell you how great you are oh, here for a second thank you. all right so you truly care about your impact on the environment I admire that that's one thing we're gonna get into uh, you understand how it important it is to be connected to the earth through grounding. Those of you who don't know what that means, that means going barefoot, barefoot, um, and keeping a strong connection to nature. That is awesome. I think we so much need to do so much more of that. Oh yes. Um, you shop for your family through recycling purposes as much as you can. You're not just, you know, what I think a habit we have is we just go buy what we want and we don't think anything about it. And you don't do that. And we're going to yeah. get into your methods of that. Um, you're a yogi. Yes. <laughs> of course. I love you for that. I think um, everybody needs to have that yogi spirit. And those of you who, you know, for me, yoga is not just physical practice. No, not It's that. a philosophy. It's a way of life. It's, it's, it's a way to think. So that's when I say you are a yogi. Yes, you physically practice yoga. But you have the soul of yogi. You're also tattooed in dread. So in that way, I'm like, cool as you're just as cool as you can be. And I, I relate to that. Um, and you're a nutrition expert to a degree. Uh. And so <laughs> and you're a personal organizer. So tell me I say nutrition expert, and you've got another name for it. What is that? So I was, uh, I'm certified through the Primal Blueprint so as a primal health coach, um, but just kind of my evolution into um, food knowledge has kind of made me branch out a little bit as far as like any, any one diet that demonizes whole food groups that other cultures have lived on for years. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, what are we missing? What, what is gotcha. really missing here? Because it's not that you know, dairy is bad, or that gluten is bad, or that certain, you know, food groups are bad, or meat is right, bad. Right. It's like, how are we eating these things? And what have we lost in the uh, quote unquote evolution of our society? Got it. So yeah. you're your primal, give me the name of that again, Pri primal blueprint, like Prim primal, primal blueprint. So primal we're going to get coach. into detail on that. Okay. As we get in because I people need that knowledge. Yes. And and you know, part of the name of, of our podcast and the name of what we're doing now is wild. Yes. And we have to untame ourselves. Yes. And we have to break <laughs> away from all the restraints and, and being told what we need to eat, what we need to do, all those things. So yes. we're going to get into that. We're going to have a good time. We're yes. going to have a good time. Um, is there anything else that's just, you know, special about you that I've forgotten that we need to dig into before I start my quiz with you here? I'm really passionate about women and natural birth and, okay. you know, natural parenting and more attachment style parenting and, you know, um, unschooling and or homeschooling, uh, but not in the traditional sense of homeschooling, kind of letting the child lead. Yeah, um, we are a society based on control. And um, <clears throat> that's very relevant in these times. And yeah. uh, you know, we're not raising thinkers anymore. We're not raising free thinkers. You know, the Common Core curriculum doesn't teach children how to think or learn. It teaches them how to take tests. And we're, yes. we're just not teaching to the whole child anymore, or if we ever did in this society. Like, we're, you know. we're, we're encouraging them to just conform. Yes. 
and and there, there is a problem with that there is a problem with that and i know we all like order and we all want to be good little citizens and everything yes. but again we can over conform and we lose any sense of who we are and, and what we're meant to be right yeah. all right so let's start with grounding let's start there let's start with grounding because the, i think the first time i met you um, you were like, I think you were at Honest Coffee or, or around that area, downtown Huntsville. Yes. Um, I might've seen you in the park. And of course you had, you weren't wearing shoes nope. and you were pushing your adorable little boy around in a stroller. Mm-hmm. And you just had this, you caught my eye in a very good way. I mean, there was this, this very confidence about you. And, and I was like, wow, look at that. You know, she's, she's walking around barefoot. And I thought, and I walk, I'm a yogi. So Mm -hmm. if I don't have to wear shoes, I don't wear shoes, but I haven't got to that point to where if I'm just out walking around and, and, and it's safe for me to take my shoes off that I do. So I, I'm not there where you are yet, but then I think I saw you walking around downtown also and I and I think you you had your shoes with you it's not like you were just walking around barefoot everywhere but you were you were walking around and I thought and I had already started to do a little research on that Mm -hmm. um I mean I know that when I practice and I'm at home or I'm walking around in my yard I don't wear shoes you know but um and so I understand that connection, that direct energy you get mm-hmm. from Earth, and there's no barrier between you and that, right? right? That energy. So I'm just sort of a novice at that, at, at what I know about that. So tell mm-hmm. me for you what what grounding is and how it gives you the energy. So, you know, we have a lot of free radicals in our body and you know we have a lot of inflammation and you know we have the cure to that like right under our feet you know our mother the mother earth is you know when they say give it to the mother or give it to we she literally takes all of that stuff all of the free radicals everything out of our body because of the negative charge of the earth she you know if we are bombarded with a bunch of emfs all day and we're on you know like right now we're living our life through virtual means we're zooming everything we you know have these things in our ears the earbuds we're constantly plugged in Mm -hmm. and so let's plug in differently let's plug into the mother and so she can take all of it from us because that's what it's about you know and that connection is at a such a, a cellular level yeah you know and it can really heal our bodies like when i go and you know i have a bunch of aches and pains if i just go for 30 minutes barefoot on the earth then i don't have that pain anymore well you know if you think about it everything that grows grows directly out of the dirt yes and so how can we you know why do we want to be so disconnected from that i mean you know when the term tree hugger you know people literally would in that day or still to this day would literally go hug or touch a tree and connect to some sort of force yes and and i don't understand why we've put such a stigma that that is that's hippie that's crazy that you know that's it's no it's the exactly right thing to do yeah you know hug a tree stare at a flower touch it instead of pick it um take a walk maybe sit down every now and then and even put your ear to the ground and see what you hear because there's a whole life force going on down there absolutely it's it's amazing so walk on the dirt Mm -hmm get in the stream and, and and you know go walk through the water and feel the force of water reconnect with the elements because they're pretty they're pretty freaking fabulous yeah. the elements i mean uh. we gotta like you said like put your feet on the ground and plug in and with children we've got to start letting our i'm not telling you to put your kids in a a dangerous environment where they're going to step on something that could hurt them but if you have a if, if you could, like you said, let them spend some time in your nice, safe yard, yeah, 30 minutes to an hour a day, just in their little bare feet, running mm. around with their little toes, let them get dirty. Yes. Let your kid get dirty. What's wrong with getting dirty? Play in the dirt. Yep. We, we, made, we used to make little mud pies when we were kids yeah. and all the good stuff. I remember being filthy, but it was, it was great. Yeah, and and River, um, you know, we took him a couple days after he was born, which, you know, I had a natural home birth. Um, You know, we took him two days later to the creek, and we literally 
you know, washed him with the, the creek water, just kind yeah. of like an anointing of sorts. And this is, this is Mother Earth. This is, you know, where you come from. This is, you know, we are all connected to the mother. And, you know, the funny thing is we forget that we're animals first. Yeah. We see ourselves as human and this superior species. I mean, we have great brains, great, you know, innovative ideas, and we create all this wonderful technology that's really useful, but we forget the, the basis. It's like we're evolving and creating things, but we're forgetting at the same time. You know? Oh, we, we definitely are. I mean, um, mm-hmm. if we would, the best, the best medicine is, is nature. Yes. You know, so if, if you could, could tread lightly on the earth and, and take a walk through the woods and, and feel the energy that they're giving to you and be mindful that it's there. Yes. Um, a lot of our anxieties and, and all that stuff would really dissipate because you can't help but feel better when you're mindfully connecting. Yes, there's chemicals. You know, the trees, the trees speak to one another. All I, of nature speaks to yeah. one another. And there's, I think in Japan, where they're overrun by lots of busyness and technology, there's actually a place where people go, like a wooded area, or they've started to incorporate more like naturescapes into their right. environments because it's literally healing for the mind. It's healing for the mind and the body. And it's free. It's free. And there's no pills or anything involved. Right. It's Nothing. wonderful. It's great. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's... Um, it's very needed you know right now we're in an rv park and the other night the wind was blowing and you could you know when you hear the trees rub together mm-hmm. and they're making that like screechy yes. sound and they're rubbing together and i'm like oh they're rubbing on each other you know yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of a weird weird thing but it to me it's, it's like tree sex kind of <laughs> yeah they're 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 rubbing one out i guess yeah. i don't know but it was um it, it's it's fun it was funny <laughs> Um, but yeah, so people take shoes off, you know, maybe, um, maybe go skinny dipping every now and then. Oh, yeah, that's a whole nother. That's so nature bathing, being out in nature naked, yeah. um, letting your whole body feel the wind. Um, there's so many different elements to it. Like in the full moon, it's really good to go out and moon bathe. Yeah. You know, get completely naked and go out and get some moonlight. Yeah. You know, it's just as benefic- beneficial as sunlight in some ways and it sounds kind of sexy to it, do that. it, it really does yeah, yeah. So. i love a full moon you know a lot of people are more anxious with the full moon to me that's when i'm like calmest right is during the full moon i'm i'm i Empowered. feel yeah i I'm, it's the new moon i'm a shit show but the full moon i'm like <laughs> it's I'm, I'm good here this yeah. is me and her have this thing so it's it's a good thing i like that Yes. All right, so we, we've schooled you guys a little bit on, on grounding and moon bathing and skinny dipping and oh, all those more. things. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to connect uh, in nature, and y'all can use your, your mind and your imagination on how you can do that. But basically what we're saying is to really connect to Earth, like, like have that, let, let there be no barrier between you and her every at least every now and then and i think there's so many that are unplugged that they don't they don't even they can't even imagine what that feels like and to yeah. me that's incredibly sad I, that's yeah. that's the reason maybe you're on antidepressants or you know you have just issues that you can't get a handle on is because you've lost the connection to the medicine yes so, so go, you know, you guys, when the weather's nice and, and you're feeling explorative, mm-hmm. you know, go, um, go do something what, what might seem wild and crazy and, yes. and have a good time with it. I always hike barefoot. Actually, I do almost all the trails here barefoot, you know, when the weather's yeah, nice. That's, that's incredible because um, a, a lot of people, there's no way they could handle that. We, yeah. we took our son, our oldest son out one time. And we were at Montesano, and he was like, he's like, I'm going to go grounding. And I'm like, all right, go for it. And he sits a little tenderfoot, you know, after he took a few steps and he gave up. But I was like, that's cool. You know, give that a try. Yeah. Um, But he does let his girls run around barefoot Mm -hmm. when they're at home and lets them go out in their yard and do those things. And I'm very proud of him that he, he sees the significance in that so it's really really important it is it is so guys do that okay one another thing about you and, I, and that i want to go over because i think it's really important 
is the way you shop and and the way you purchase things for you and your family. Um, you you shop at resale stores, mm-hmm. right? Um, Thrifting. <laughs> and I know that sometimes I will. You're not on on Facebook much, but I do notice every now and then, like if you're looking for something or you're trying to, if you've outgrown something, mm. you use it as a place of exchange. Yes. Um, which I think is a, a fabulous way to use social media. Um, and you know, I'm not as good as I would like to be. I'm not really good at all about doing the, re- the the thrift stores and things like that. Now, I, I was at one time, but it was more out of necessity. So it's something I really want to get back to, not because I have to, but because it's the more responsible thing to do, right? Yeah. Because I know how I how, how wasteful I've been in the past, and I've donated perfectly good clothes. I mean, some with even tags on them, right? right? And, or some that have been barely worn, and... And I could have gone to a thrift store rather than going to Belk or the mall or whatever and yeah. and spending five times the amount of money. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I want to take the, any stigma or shame away from people shopping at freaking thrift stores. Go to thrift stores. They're a great place to shop. So yeah. tell us how you, because you're, you're a mother of four, right? I am. And, and you're married, and you mm-hmm. run this household. So tell us how... <laughs> run this bitch. <laughs> that's right. So tell us how you kind of... Your mindset around that and how you 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 manage to, to provide what you need for your family in that manner without them even knowing you know, that there's different ways of going about it. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, my kids were kind of... My two older ones, you know... Th- I don't know that they were with me during my what I'm going to call my materialistic phase, my uh, normal society phase. And so they have their moments where they want the expensive things and the nice things. But I think, you know, my oldest is 24. He's awesome. Um, He's tatted up and he's just this unique little dude. Sorry, little dude. I didn't mean to call you little dude. But uh, just in case you listen to this podcast, you're awesome. Um, But you know, he he doesn't really care as far as clothes. He's like, look, it's functional, it's clothes. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, his big thing is my electronics, my video games. Like, I want those to be top of the line. You right, know, pick right. your battles. And, um, you know, my 19-year-old, Ethan, he... Uh, He's pretty chill, dude. He um he likes his video games as well, but still clothes is clothes. He go to he'll go to Plato's closet and he'll be like, "Man, I scored these Timberlands. These are like hundred and fifty dollars Timberlands for like twenty bucks." I'm like, "Dude, you do you." Yeah, right? great find. I yeah. have found um you know I I do Thrift Mart a lot on University and I found a North Face jacket there. I found like cashmere sweaters i mean there's really really good stuff well it's like i said you just know? the stuff i've donated i mean mm-hmm. like i said i mean there's been things that i've i've really probably worn once or twice or never wore yeah. and and that bothers me it bothers you know that i've i can because i try it's not i don't want to be that person yeah. right but I'm, I'm honest enough to admit that i'm working on i'm working on not being that person but I kind of am still that person, right? I, I, but you know, moving in this RV and living in this tiny place, and us having being forced to be made aware of how wasteful we have been, yeah, um, and and living in a place where there is no room for you to overspend on things that you don't need, um, is is a game changer for us, you yeah. know, because. I just, I, I realize it's it's just kind of slapped me in the face. I don't need a damn thing. Right. Right. I need food. Um, I need clean water. Um, you know, the things that should be everybody's birthright to have, food and water. And unfortunately, you know, it's not. It's not, right? So mm-hmm. how lucky are we that, that that's just, a, it's, a, it's abundant for us, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know the clothes and the things and everything i'm just i'm starting to really like change my perspective on that and now i want the things i do have to be really functional yeah and i would like to be better about when it's when i'm no longer in need of it to give it to someone in need of it yes um so so just things like that and then for my purchases rather than you know, contributing to the the child meals that are putting all this stuff together. Be more mindful of where you do get things. Don't just go buy something without, because the way you purchase feeds the machine. Yes. 
and 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 are you feeding something that is ethically wrong well you know we hear all the time and you know november every four years we hear vote 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 your vote counts your vote counts you vote every single day with the choices that you make true you vote with your dollar where your dollar goes and that's where the power is right there exactly and you know you create this it's a supply and demand so the more that we demand these cheap things these this you know to be in this throwaway culture the more that that is going to present itself if we pull back and we start putting our money into small businesses and you know etsy shops and really you know taking these artisans that are you know doing good work yeah and we put our money towards them then that's the business that will grow and everything else will just eventually shrink so it's like exactly and there's something poetic about that because you know um our other friend is here leah and we were talking at dinner about food and we were talking about when how we're all trying to be cook our own food you know Mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to get away from going out to eat and things like that and and we were talking about how you put your energy into your food yes so when you go to like these etsy shops these people are putting their love and their and their creativity into these things so you're sort of getting when you buy something from an individual artisan you're sort of getting a little piece of magic yes because they've created this whatever this is they've this is what they've chosen to mm-hmm. do it's not what they're being forced to do to survive it's not somebody laboring in a sweatshop exactly they're all pissed know? off and like all right because you know? you're wearing that energy right, right. i mean it's just energy. like the food it's yes. just like eating a food eating food by someone that you don't know if they're angry as hell you don't know if they're you know if they're while they're cooking your food they're putting hostility into your food mm-hmm. If you're wearing a, a blouse that was made in a, a sweatshop in China by poor 12-year-old children, then, or 8-year-old children, you know, who knows how old they are, then you're wearing that energy. Yeah. And I think if we start to really look at it from those perspectives, we'll stop a little bit and be like, uh, I'll pay a couple of dollars more because it's not gonna, you're not going to pay that much more. No. You're going to pay a little more, but it will that that discount isn't worth that energy transfer for me i would rather have a few high quality pieces yes. and be able to clothe my body in some good energy than to have a closet full of things that were made in sweatshops that i don't wear anyway like you said you donated a whole bunch of stuff that yeah. you know probably still have tags on them and everything it's like why do we buy and the quality sucks it's like i mean really if you're if you're gonna buy it cheap and and then then sadly some of the expensive things are pretty cheap too so name brand things honestly i think you know you're you're advertising they're getting free advertising by you wearing their brands yeah you know for high-end stuff like my version of high-end is um you know synergy organic clothing and packed um, you know, I'll spend $24 on a t-shirt, but it's going to be an organic cotton t-shirt. Right. Or um, made from the recycled bottles yeah, and things right? like that. Yeah. I love linen. So my, most of my wardrobe is actually linen, organic cotton, wool, cashmere, like, and that's, and it feels good it on feels, you, doesn't Everything it? feels good on my body. Like we're not, I don't need to impress anybody. I'm not dressing to impress. I'm dressing to like clothe myself and I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to move. I want to be able and to feel good sit on the floor because I don't like furniture much so I like I mean I'm surprised we're not sitting on the floor now but I mean <laughs> my old yoga hips can't yeah, handle right. it anymore <laughs> but yeah I, but no I get it but but think about how if we if we ate but if we ate things that were cooked with 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 good energy and we clothed ourselves in things that were created by someone that loved what they were doing and I mean just think about and I know it's all kind of hippie talk but and we were connected to the earth and you know all this think about how it could as a collective could change the aura of our society oh for sure it would I mean you know it would all be people would just stop being pissed off that would be nice that (laughs) would that would be good um I also I I I love how you know you just put it together you make it work you you really and you and you were you know, if the carbon footprint thing, if we could all just kind of make little changes, you mm-hmm. don't have to go into all this gung ho at one time. True. Pick, pick something that you know you could do, and it can be a small thing like, I'm going to quit having the 10 ounce water bottles. Let's just start with that. Let's just say, let's make a challenge. And we went over this in another podcast. It was a no water bottle challenge for a year. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, you know, because everybody has a habit of buying the little water bottles. Yes. And, and we do get sometimes the large ones, which I feel like that's better than the small ones because mm-hmm. we, you know, we use them for a while. Um, but if you can get away from that and just get a, like a little thermos, you know, the little water thermoses and fill it up and do away the plastic. So one little thing like that. Yes. Or maybe every now and then just go check out a thrift store, you know, or, you know, if it's a pretty day, just let your kid go run around barefooted for just pick, pick one thing. Yeah. You they, know, and then a few months later, maybe add another thing. Yeah. I had seen this quote one time and I'm not going to get it perfect because I don't, I don't even know who said it, but it said, you know, change doesn't happen by a few people doing everything perfectly. It happens by many many people doing a little bit like do what you can it's not about going all in you know my lifestyle isn't for everybody but there are parts of it that could benefit everybody right you know and so just take it for what it's worth I I think somebody recently said that I was intimidating and I'm like I'm intimidating why and I think you know I I know though I can see that in a little bit and the reason I say that is because if there's someone who can be their be themselves and not care what people think about how they look or what they're doing with their lives that can be intimidating because everybody and we talked about this earlier um, is trying to conform yeah to the norm I and when to. You, well I want to talk about <laughs> that in a second too because because it's it's acceptable to to be to be the normal one, you know, or to have to dress, to be the one dressed the best. And, you know, mm-hmm. that, but when you see somebody that's like, fuck the norm, then that can be a, that can be a little intimidating. Yeah. I mean, because that takes, a, that takes balls, that takes courage. And not everybody's ready for that, you know? So in that, that that's a perfect segue <laughs> into the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, I, I wanted to talk about your dreads and your tats and all that because it's just a beautiful look for you. And it may not be a look for everybody, but Mm -hmm. I think it it fits you perfectly. And I thought you had always been this way. (laughs) I mean, I just thought, oh, look at her. She's always been this way. She doesn't know any different. She's so beautiful. But so tell me when this came about. Wow. And how it came about. So it it, it all starts with a kind of a, you feel this, disease this ease this this not you're kind of not living your your life in accordance to what you feel you should something feels off yeah something feels off and everybody's experienced that off feeling sure you know and a lot of people in our society don't really want to investigate that they just say oh something's wrong with me i need to go see a doctor i need meds or i need something you know and it's they're so easy yeah we we are an instant gratification society and so for me, it was an evolution of sorts. And um, I lived the life where, you know, I drove a BMW and I carried a coach purse and I had diamond rings. You? And I had, yes, girl. And I had the, <laughs> I always wore makeup every day. I did not leave my house without makeup. And now I have not worn makeup since 2013, 14, maybe, wow. I think so. And, and I, I love it. And, you know, um, I had my hair highlighted every, like, six weeks, I think, is the way you're yes, supposed to do. And so. always Aveda Salon. Shout out to Aveda, though. I love their products. Um, so, um, you know, I did all of those things. And, you know, the, my life consisted of going out to eat at restaurants, mm-hmm. going shopping at regular stores, not thrift stores. Right. Who goes to a thrift store? That was, like, so right. tacky. You know, that's, right. I grew up kind of, you know... Uh, middle class but more upper middle class my mom cared she had a pair of heels that matched like every outfit that she had and I I bet her feet hurt a lot too yeah I never really got into the whole heels yeah it's kind of sucks um you know and then in 2012 I read a book called Simplicity Parenting and it really shines some light on how living a simple life is more beneficial to your children and how they're raised and you know that went into um the minimalist movement and i was yeah, like that was okay great. i was like oh here we go and so i became a fan of josh becker um he's got the becoming minimalist yeah. and then the minimalist the two ryan nicodemus and um uh, joshua fields milburn sorry um they just put out their second documentary called less is now on netflix as of january 1st and i was on that thing january yeah. 1st um love minimalism because it really helps you appreciate 
the things that you have have things in your life because everything is energy and so we're surrounding ourselves with so much stuff that we have to take care of and it's not about oh i find this on clearance even at the thrift store you shouldn't you know we go back to the the i'm going to bounce around here for a minute um you know as a yogi you know you look at one of the yamas is brahmacharya which is non-excess you know so to live a yogic life you don't have an excess of things you're very minimal and intentional with the things that you bring into everything needs to have a purpose yes and it has to spark joy let's be all Marie Kondo here um but it has to mean something to you right you know to have a bunch of stuff for the sake of like what was it we buy things that we don't need for people that we don't care about like it's yeah 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 to impress people people to impress people we don't care about it with oh we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't care about yeah (laughs) it's like wow okay that's a that's a big thing um but it's a thing and that's what we do in our society it's a definite thing you know we want instagram worthy lifestyles but yet on the inside and behind the camera we're not living we're overwhelmed by it live no we we get overwhelmed by it all i mean there's some there's there's a beautiful simplicity to to having only what you need. Yes. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Was that Coco Chanel? Yeah, I think I you're think right. It was. I think you're right. So yeah. let's go with, you know, let's talk about high end. It's like we, you know, some of the richest, most brilliant human beings like Steve Jobs was a total minimalist. Yes, the man he was. wore the same clothes. Black turtleneck. Right? Yeah. His his platform for Apple was based on minimalism and ease of use. Yeah. You know, it's so it's like there's so many things that we're missing you know we we see the surface of it and and but we just don't dive deep to go well you know let's be honest i mean the people that are putting all this stuff out don't want us no to 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 know how all this is and how this feels and you know social media is created just for advertisement yes for us to buy 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 and we talked about that too how we could we could bring up a certain product and you pick up your phone and there's an ad for it you yeah. know um so you, i think uh, knowledge is power mm-hmm. so knowing that the, that you're being sort of bombarded with all these things that that you think you have to have yes. just kind of stop and go do yeah do i have to have it because chances are most of the time you you don't need it you know i, mm-hmm. I love how like the Asians, they like, they have a bowl, you know, and they eat, eat what they eat. They wash their bowl, they dry their bowl, and the next meal, they use the same bowl, you yes. know. And I'm like, there's something to be said for that. And then we wouldn't be doing so many dishes. Yeah, people are always. We have compl- more time, right? We, we People complain about doing the dishes. And I was like, well, okay, when, you, when you're a family of three or four and you have a service for eight, I mean, what happens is, you know, well, why bother cleaning the dish that you just used if you can just grab another one and keep grabbing until you have a sink full of dishes and then you're overwhelmed by the dishes? Yeah. Well, what if each person washed their dish or just had one per person and maybe always keep an extra set up in a cabinet somewhere for when you have company? I'm not saying don't ever entertain, you know, but really be realistic. The stuff that you have in your immediate surroundings should be just what you need. Right. Like the minimal stuff, because anything above that is just fucking overwhelming but i think some people you know they want to um they want to personalize their space and i get that i I get that you want to hang some things on your wall that but you know and i do that i have a few things hanging around here but 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 almost all of it has a purpose for me like Mm -hmm. i have a a drum that i you know that sometimes when i meditate I'll, i'll do that or you know i do have some decorative things hanging on the wall but it makes me really nervous when i go into some people's houses and they're beautiful i'm not saying it's but but when there's something everywhere, everywhere. i mean like everywhere and i'm like holy shit <laughs> i'm like what color are your walls because i can't even see your walls and you know all the the little tchotchkes and everything yes. everywhere and I'm, it, it makes me a little bit nervous it's visually overstimulating it's chaotic for our brain okay that makes sense because i walk in and i'm a deep breather and i'm yeah. like oh, you know i like my breathing and then i walk in somewhere and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to touch anything yeah. i don't want to turn around too fast and i'm like yeah that's lovely but you can't appreciate what's there because there's so much of it everywhere does that make sense oh absolutely you know spaces have energy too and all that clutter 
you know, not everybody can go and dust all that. So you've got stagnant energy in, yeah. in pockets everywhere. So my favorite house, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but Leah, my friend, you know, our friend Leah's house. Yes, it's so cute. Oh my gosh. Like I walk in and I'm like, I can relax in this space. Yeah. This because space there's space is, to do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Even with her uncomfortable couch. But, you, you know. And you y'all, just, there's a purpose behind that uncomfortable couch. Too. Yeah, she just doesn't want company. So just so you know, <laughs> Leah is not a sleepover kind of girl. Um, you're not bumming on her couch. So, um, but you the can space sit in it for about an hour. The space is minimal. It's beautiful. It's bright. It's like there's a purpose and a like. The, but it's it also <laughs> is personalized in a way that you know it's Leah's. Yes. Right. So I mean, I, I think that's important. You don't. I don't want to go into someone's house and it's like a sterile environment where mm-hmm. you're there's there's nothing that speaks to you of them. Yeah. We need we need to know who you are. Like. What do you like? But yeah, I mean, sure. we're, we're just saying there's there's no need to overdo, True. right? True. Okay. Yeah, I know. That. I know it's Leah's. Yeah, we definitely know <laughs> it is. We know it is. Okay. Um, you wrote something. I I, I snooped on you. Uh oh. I did. Are you creeping? I creeped you. Okay. I like I did. it. I'm flattered. I, I like stalkers. Well, your your uh, <laughs> your your Instagram account. Oh, there goes Stevie. Your Instagram account is really good. I mean, it's really. Thanks. It's good. It's, it's it hasn't been updated in a while, but okay. Well, I creeped back I a little bit. Um, you wrote. Um, let's see. In some countries, having locks is kind of seen as a middle finger in the air to conformity. You said, "Yeah, that fits." I love challenging the norms of society. I love rocking my messy, my messy hair and no makeup and bare feet. I was not born to be a consumer of the lies of inadequacy and lack, lack fed to all of us. I was born to be a creator and bask in the love and abundance of this world. Ooh, I wrote that. No, you kidding. wrote that. I totally wrote you that. You wrote that. I so did. I, I think that's really, really pretty cool. So you were telling your story. But you didn't say at what point, at what age were you when you kind of gave up the, the, the easy life? Wow. So I'm 44 now, 2012. Um, so nine years ago. I'm not good at math. So 20, no, 33. Okay. So Was it really? 30? Yeah. So about 33. You know, that's an important age, especially for women. We all do something, not all of us, but a lot of us do something very huge at 33. I mean, I did. <laughs> I mean, that was that was yeah. when I got my my divorce and I was like, I'm out of here. I mean, yeah. and it took me 12 years to get to that place Yeah. Um, when I should have never been in it in the first place. But there was something about 33 yeah and i've talked to a lot of women in 33s like it's a pivotal pivotal year yeah 33 34 it it kind of became like this slow evolution because i was married to at the time you know who was my best friend and we probably would have been better off staying best friends versus getting married and so it was a really hard decision to walk out of that life you know but i had the you know, the spouse with the six figure income and, you know, could have whatever I wanted. We had a 2,400 square foot house we had just built. Um, and it was an amazing place. You know, yeah. um, we had, I had my hand in picking out different things and it was like this awesome process, but it was still very much in this consumer world. And, um, you know, after reading that book, I was like, I really want to downsize. And actually, before we built that house, I wanted to move to a house in Five Points because to me, Five Points in that area has always had this energy. Yeah, it fits this, you. This hippie energy. And even before I was a hippie, I did like, I just loved this space. And, um, you know, he didn't want that. So we agreed on, you know, a house in, in, in the South Side. Um, but it just, the energy was never right there for yeah. me. And so I ended up, <laughs> when I left my marriage, I ended up in a, an 800 square foot house in Five Points. <laughs> so um, going from 2400 square, down, 2,400 square feet down to 800. And then I left most of my stuff there mm-hmm. with yeah. him. I didn't take anything. I I've done that had too. a futon for a couch and a friend let me borrow an air mattress to sleep on. And I got a $25 table and like, that's all I had. You know, it's funny. I've, I've had... I've I've learned the art of detachment really mm-hmm. well. I For mean, sure. I and almost it's a little scary to me how quickly I can detach if I need to. Mm-hmm. But we, I think when when your soul is telling you to that you need to do something, it, detachment can come pretty easy. 
Yeah. And and you and that's when you realize the, the lack of value to those things, right? Yeah. That you spend all that time choosing and all these energies choosing all these I things know. and you know and then and then if it, to make you happy you need to walk away yeah. and you need to leave it in place. Oh, I, yeah. I don't want it. And we all have that within us. Yes. It's just I, and and once you learn it it gets easier as yeah. time goes, right? I For mean, sure. those, you know, those things that you feel are going to define you, they they do not. Yeah. They don't at all. They're just things. They are. Okay. So we pretty much established that you're, you know, you've made a ma- you've made major changes. You're happy with who you are right now. Oh, absolutely. You love it. Um, you you're doing things that we all need to learn and take from. But I also want to give you the time to talk about what you do, what you do for a living now. So I, I want to give you the time to get into that because I think it's really important what you do. I think it's very important, and I think we need a little bit of an education in that. So I'm going to give you the floor on that. So tell me kind of what what you do, the primal nutrition and all that. So I'm, I kind of do all the things. Um, I like being versatile. And, you know, if somebody wants help with nutrition, then I can help them with nutrition. If, um, like right now, I'm currently working with a client who, um, you know, it was supposed to be like a home organization, minimalism kind of thing. And it kind of turned into more of a personal helper, almost life coach situation, um, just helping her you know, do the best that she can with the situation. She's got, you know, a few health problems that are like really serious. And so she can't really do a lot of things. And um, so while she's going through that, I'm helping her in her home, um, you know, just putting things where they need to go and just, you know, just the basic stuff right now. And eventually she said, well, when I feel better and my health gets better, um, then I really want to Marie Kondo this crap. You know, I really want to, I really want to do the thing. And so um, I love working, I love cleaning. I love taking a space and turning it into something beautiful. Um, I like taking people and letting them see their own beauty and like bringing that out in them. And, you know, just say, hey, like, let's do yoga or let's meditate or, you know, how are you feeling today? Let's go stand out on the earth barefoot. Let's just go do something. Like, you know, how are you feeling? And just working with people is more aligned with my dharma and purpose than going work for retail or a restaurant or, or whatever, right, like, right. you know, um, I know, um, I've been doing some collabing with Rick Vonk, you know, you've had yeah, him on your podcast. Yeah, He's awesome. He'll do our YouTube next, next week. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And, um, he, he, I met him through Leah. Of course, Leah is the bridge of She's all things. She's a conduit. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he's a personal chef. He's amazing. And we, he really wants to get in touch, you know, with a lot of people and change lives. His thing is, I want to change lives. And I'm the same way. I want to, I want to do this. And so we're going to come up with a, a podcast okay. um, called Connections Unscripted. And it's going to be about connecting to whether it's the earth or like our local food system and give people resources and how to how to change things, you know, just have conversations um, about that. But the biggest thing we've got in the works is we're going to start doing nutrition classes, but not in the typical form of nutrition classes. We're going to do it's going to be called Between the Trees or yeah, Between the Between the Trees um, discussions on food, health and where to go from here. Because I think we're we're really lost as a society we are. when it comes to food and, yeah. and what to do with it. And he makes amazing food. He can make anything taste good. Yeah, <laughs> so, he's good. Um, he's really, really good. And then so we're going to combine my nutrition knowledge and his making of the yummy things. Right. And we're going to bring people into homes. So... That will either be Leah's home. So for all you listening, you might get a chance to see this beautiful you home. You might get so. a chance to sit on the sofa. <laughs> you, you might. You might. You, you, but you won't want to stay. So just you're not staying overnight. Um, you know, so because she's got a beautiful outdoor space as well between trees. Um, you know, get people, you know, talking and, and learning about food and what tastes good. Yeah, that's not packaged food. It's not processed food. It's not fast food. You know, how can you make, you know, things taste amazing and fast, like just by making conscious choices and rearranging your life a little bit towards health? And well, and too, why does everything have to be fast? Well, because we live in a very fast paced society. And, you know, somebody was I think we were talking today about you know, well, they're trying to do this and this before they bring their kid to soccer, piano, and gymnastics. 
And I'm like, well, if you really look at how human beings are supposed to be, our kids aren't supposed to be shuffled from one activity to no, the next. No, I mean, and we have such a society of stressed out kids. It's it's ridiculous. Teen and suicide they, is like up And we do time. that to them. We do that to we them. We do that to them. We do that. So that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I might, that's I'll, a I'll good that subject <laughs> matter, actually. Yeah, that's a good one. But, it really but is. the primal food thing, I, I yeah. think that, and that's something y'all will work together on, yes. right? So people hear that. I, I, first of all, I like the word primal. I mean too. I it's like wild. it. I like <laughs> I like primal movement. Yes. There's primal yoga. Um and you know, just a simple squat. People can't squat anymore. No. I mean, I'm like, we were made to squat. Yes. And and it is the um, it's the shoes we wear, it's the clothes we wear, it's yep. it's the lifestyle, it's the sitting, it's everything that literally we are evolving into something that we're not meant to be right thank and it's you. making us rigid yes very rigid people rigid yeah. frames our, our bodies are rigid we are sick we're diseased we're like mental we're mentally physically and emotionally depleted yeah we're just we're, we're done we're like tapping out like well, i feel whole- like we're turning i mean when you think of rigid and, and you think of being conformed and programmed i think of robots yeah so i like the word wild i like the word primal animal yeah there's a there's a gritty sexiness to those words that i like a lot but tell me what primal eating is like you were saying like we're not going to take out food groups Mm -hmm. i mean when did we start that in the first place i mean i understand if something makes you sick don't eat it yeah i mean but but why does it but why why about the whole freaking food groups yeah right so is primal like things that come from nature that aren't processed or is it so in in the sense of how it's been coined paleo and primal are very similar so you every most people are familiar with the paleo diet right and you eliminate all grains um most dairy except for butter you know, because you can throw that in your coffee or whatever right. um, and cook with it, you know. But for me, primal just means like getting in touch with how we're supposed to eat as human beings. Um, and as I started to do my research, you know, because I went grain free for a long time because I started my paleo journey in 2012. And that was based on the fact that I had such bad seasonal allergies. Hello. Welcome to Alabama. It was yeah. absolutely horrible. And I suffered for seven years. And every year I was like, you know, I knew March was coming around and I would dread the spring. And spring is such a beautiful time of year. And I couldn't be outside here at all. Right. And I was on like, you know, all kinds of over-the-counter. Yeah, I was like Nasonex, Singular, Zyrtec, like right. taking all of these things. And they still, dry you out and yeah, everything. Yeah. I still couldn't breathe. And yeah. I was like, this is miserable. And at the time, I was a patient of Dr. Patty Long, Long Chiropractic up in Meridianville. And she was, you know, teaching these classes on the cellular healing diet and like talking about lowering inflammation. And here I was, I would show up to her classes with a Starbucks Frappuccino and some Dunkin' Donuts, or I mean, not Dunkin' Donuts, but Krispy Kreme. Ooh. And she, I, I, would just sit, I would just sit in the back of the class and, you know, she was just like, you know, patiently waiting for me to come around. Right, right, so, right. So, you know, years later, so this would have been in like, maybe 2008 2009 and like by 2012 i'm like okay i'm tired of suffering right you know so i'm like i'll give this paleo stuff a try and let me tell you i was also vegan before that you know i had gone i know i like hey look there's not a diet i haven't tried ladies okay most Um, ladies have tried them all trust me and and not really this wasn't about losing weight this was just about like what feels good for me right and i'm going to tell you being vegan and a yogi and and kind of identifying with more buddhist philosophies ethically i felt very aligned with with what was true to me but my body didn't feel that way my right. mind my emotional state my spirituality i felt it's almost like this weird self-righteousness that you get well, there, you have there's a way to make ah! sorry about that there's a way He's to not wanting me to be self-righteous at all. <laughs> there's a way to make peace for a lot of us uh with the whole meat thing you know, mm-hmm. there, there's, for some of us, there's not. Yeah. Um, but for some of us, I think there's a way to make peace with that. Um, and that's another podcast, too. But but I, I think that that education you're talking about is, is needed. Because I, I really don't think people understand how to eat. They nice. don't know. And they get on these diet kicks and... And it, it, a lot of times that can be, it can be harmful. It, it absolutely it can. It can really be harmful. So I, I think that, so if someone is looking for a way to 
connect to a lifestyle that's holistic and healthy and minimal, mm-hmm. whether it be nutrition or organizing or sort of feng shui, those sorts of things, you're their girl. Bring it to me. You're their girl. Got I, it. I am, I am your person. I do all of the things. That we, we need somebody to do the things, right? Or we need somebody to educate us on how to do the things. Yeah, right? and, and that's the thing. Okay, so as as a health coach, and I'm sure many out there listening to this, if you're a health coach or a life coach, you can agree that you know the mark of a good health or life coach is not to have a client forever, right? Because that no, means no. you're not doing your job, right? Right. You know, I want to empower you to go and do your thing all by yourself. Well, that's the same with a yoga instructor. If you're doing mm-hmm. pers- you know, one-on-one training with someone, you only want them for a short amount of time. You, you want them to learn and to go, and then you ha- you're available for the next person, yeah. right? So exactly. is there anyone you want to give some shout-out to's uh, before we close? I know you wanted to talk about Rick, and um, there was somebody else you wanted to give a little... Oh, Dakota Heston, when we were talking about dreads. Oh, the dreads. All right. So So these, the current ones that I have right now, it's actually my third, my third lock journey. So my first one was in 2014. Um, I had a friend of mine, we sat on my couch and we put them in and sectioned them and did all the things. But my hair was really, really short at the time. So I kind of look like Sonic the Hedgehog a little bit. It was, it was great. Um, And I really hadn't embraced it yet. Right. And then at the time I was working for Mason Dixon and when they were opening up the bistro, it was kind of more hot. They wanted it to be more high end. So they're like, yeah, that that hairstyle's not really going to work. You're going (laughs) to need to cover that up. I'm like, fine, I'll just comb them out. So I did that. And then, you know, about six months later, I started another journey and this time I let them kind of freeform themselves. So which ladies, if you're out there, um, you know, pretty much all you have to do is wash your hair like often, but just don't brush. And then as your hair starts to knot up, just separate it and then palm roll it and you can do the thing. Um, And so I had those for a couple years and then just got frustrated with them, I guess. And so comb them out again and went back to my sleek hair. And I said, you know what? I still feel like, you know, they say you feel like uh, like naughty on the inside. You know, you're like, I'm I'm a dreadheaded heart. So this is, I, I wanna do it again. But I said, if I ever do it again, it's going to be like more a more permanent thing. And so I right. want them done professionally. Right. And Dakota Heston at Salon 8 is absolutely amazing. Um, she is the dread queen. She you know, is, in, from in what I've heard. Like, yeah. she, she's awesome. She does them on herself and she like does them very quickly. She can do like the extensions and just make them look like this is this is your stuff, man. You right. own this. You own yeah. this shit. And, you know, she, she's just she's amazing. Cool. And um, yeah, I love her. Um, as far as shout outs, uh, we I mean, got you and Rick and y'all's upcoming things. So yeah. I think that'll be exciting. And when you get all that going, let me know. I'll, yeah. I'll help I think promote. We were talking about April time okay. frame. I think, cause we want, you know, we want this to be an outdoor event. We want people to, I mean, there's no point in saying get in touch with nature. If we're going to be sitting inside a house, like we want right. to get people out there, maybe by the fire, um, you know, encourage them to be barefoot, you know, like just sit out and sit out in the backyard. And if you're not comfortable, obviously we're not going to like hold you at gunpoint until you can no. take your shoes off. You know, kind of lose that free will there. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm I'm all about some free will. Hey, you do you. Like, yeah. you know, even anybody listening to this, it's not like, hey, you have to conform to any type of lifestyle. No, no, but I but and and I I agree, but I do think everybody needs to take a pause and listen to people that are telling you you don't have to conform to everything too. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if this if what we're talking about if this lifestyle doesn't resonate with you, then you can just listen to it or not listen to it. It's fine. Yeah. But if 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 you listen to this conversation and anything about it resonates or or, or lights a little fire in you, you need to examine it and maybe give it a try yeah. rather than going but that's a little weird or I you know what would so and so think if I did that that's the first step is to get past the what would someone think and do what you need to do yeah you know how many industries would lose billions of dollars if we would just like ourselves I know I know it's amazing and 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 I get mad at myself sometimes knowing that I'm feeding things Mm -hmm. 
that are, are at the detriment to myself and others. Yeah, and there's nothing you know? there's nothing wrong with dressing nice and being beautiful and no. wanting to feel beautiful. But who are you doing that for? Are you doing it because, hey, right now, I just want to feel beautiful. I want to rock this shit. I want to go out there right. and, and just feel more uniquely myself. Or are you doing it to impress other people? You know, right. are you doing it because you don't feel like you're enough and this is what you have to do? You know, I stopped shaving under my arms because I'm like, well, what the hell's the point? Like, we're, you know, in Europe, that's like a common thing nobody cares well then i was like well i'm gonna stop shaving my legs too. i mean hell who, who the uh, hell yeah, a lot it? of women right? today it's like who cares yeah i mean a lot of women today do that but you know but i i do shave yeah. I, and, and but then but that's my choice to me yeah. i feel sexy that way when i'm when i'm shaved mm-hmm. but i also think it looks really good on on the women that don't you know so i mean to each your own it's a personal preference yeah, yeah. to each your own but but the thing is be your own Yes. To each his own, but be your own. Yes. And, and don't don't be something for anyone else. No, because we're doing all of this stuff because we see it on Instagram. And that's the biggest thing. It's like, if you're going to use social media, you know, for me, I got off of Facebook right before election time because I just... Good time to get the, off. <laughs> the bombardment of all of the, the what I'm going to call it, noise. Yeah. It's just a lot of noise. It's a lot of division. Um, you know, everybody's focused on, you know, who's voting for who and whose side are we on and who's wearing a mask and who's not wearing a mask. And it's just, you know, it's all hatred. And then I was like, well, Instagram is so much better. And then you go on that platform and then there tends to be the comparison game that you play because you're looking at people's picture perfect lives or so you, that's what they're putting out there. That's what you think. You know, and so unless you absolutely know somebody personally, like don't always believe what you see. You know, people want followers. That's how, you know, if they have a business or any type of stuff, that's how they get, you know, a following. And that's awesome. That's great. But who are you following? Do they follow your values? Like, does your core really resonate with what you're looking at and what you're watching? And if something doesn't feel right to you, let's get back to feeling. Right. I was going to say that. If you're watching something that makes you feel bad about yourself, then there, there's the problem. Yes. You know, or, or if you know, if you look at something and you go, "God, I'm fat," yeah. Or I would that that looks so good on her, it would look terrible on me. I mean, if it's those, if you're feeling those sorts of feelings, maybe disengage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of positive pages out there, like there's really, tons. really there's amazing people out there. There's a lot of good in it. Just yes. choose, choose the good, right? Yeah. I mean, I follow some amazing women. Yeah. on Instagram. And one of my favorite is Jessica LaCour. Um, she owns a beauty company called Feather Eagle Sky. And they're named after her children. I follow that. And I think I followed that when I was um, stalking on you because I, I think <laughs> I think I ran across your thing for that. And I did start following that. Yeah, yes. Okay. So her husband is the founder of MoveNet, which is natural movement in nature. So it's like parkour, but for nature. And so that's how I, I stumbled on her as I was following his page. And, you know, they have three children. They um, live part-time in Mexico and part-time in New Mexico. Um, She is of native blood, so she's part Cherokee. Uh, And, like, so she's... She's always naked out in nature. She loves to... She's birthed her children naturally. Her children are always barefoot. They're very... They live that life, you know? And so find people that have a life that resonates with you and follow them. Like, just, you know, really... Because it'll... will Because if they resonate with you, it's going to spark something in you. Yeah. Because we we learn from each other. Yes, we We do. do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming. um, And we will... We'll do it again somehow. Even though I'm not here, we can... We can podcast remotely. We'll 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 find a way to help you know get you and Rick and everything going. And yeah. um, thank you for being uniquely you. Yeah, thank you. And also like shout out to my husband too because I will tell you that my husband like had never gone barefoot and like when he met me now he goes barefoot more than I do. And so if you see a, a dreaded and he's a dreadhead too. So like if you see a dreadhead dude downtown walking around barefoot and just just about anywhere that's probably mine. He's you know, he belongs to you. He, he belongs to me. And he, <laughs> he, he's he's a cool dude. He, like, you know, yeah, every yeah. now and then, you know, he picks up, well, I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but let's just go there. So he is of native blood. And so if we see an owl or a hawk that's killed on the side of the road, he likes to take it home and honor that life. Oh, that's cool. And um, yeah. he, you know, he salvages the feathers. And I think there's like a, you can get a fine in the state of Alabama for possessing the feathers of a bird of prey here really but i'm like i would rather i'd rather take my chances and honor that animal that great beautiful animal 
um, than worry about, yeah. you know, worry about all that bullshit. Right. But yeah, so he makes dream catchers if anybody wants Oh, that's cool. <laughs> With the feathers, you know, and, you know, he's honored that life. And I just, I think it's, I think it's great, you know. I think so. that's cool. I do have a friend that has a little Etsy shop that it's called, um, but, but she does that. Like, she'll, she scavenges the woods for, for bones and things. Yeah. And she makes really cool art from it um it's remnants reincarnated oh my god and it's it's a really really cool we did a podcast with her too um just a different art form yeah um but but beautiful at the same time yeah my husband he you know is an artist he loves to draw and he plays music and like really wants to hone in on that you know creative side of himself so if anybody you know and what's the what does how did how would they find his stuff Oh, they just come find me. Through you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he doesn't have a shop or anything like that. Okay. He, you know, it's kind of like a make-to-order, and he'll do things with palettes, like repurpose palettes, and do, okay, like, bookshelves cool. for kids and things like that. So. Well, I will yeah. um, do some tagging um, with the podcast when we put it out, so we'll put your Instagram account on there okay. so people can find you. Okay. Um, and I, I guess, guess I'll have to be more active. <sighs> you might. You might. <laughs> it's Okay. All right, so that is it, guys. Um, um, we the next podcast we do with you guys, we will be on the road somewhere. We don't know where. Oh, we're we're gonna we'll try. Miss you. Yeah, but that's the great thing about social media. We're all close, so that's yeah. one good thing. And you'll have to come back and visit. Oh yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> all right, guys, we are out. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.